And now Duck Logic takes a long, lingering stroll down memory lane, wandering into an array of memory detours and a bevy of memory cul-de-sacs. They'll waddle through their long careers, enlivening us with the rich details of their comedic exploits, occasionally even remembering something that actually happened. So take it all with a grain of salt, a shot of tequila, and a slice of lime, or lemon if you must, as Duck Logic presents Foul Memories. Duck Logic had a very big cartoon show. Oh, the Duck Logic Comedy Clubhouse. Yes, the kids show that we had. The the whole um, clubhouse thing. Where I remember Dave was the the Ray Rayner, the front man, and mainly because you were the tallest. <laughs> I'm, I'm big, <clears throat> and I'm happy. You're the tallest guy, and that the cameraman didn't have to move the cameras up and down much, yes. pretty much straight, straight on. At me, exactly. That's what they liked about it. So Easy. don't you know. move, Dave. Just look right into the camera there. And then we were the, you know, all the ancillary characters. I remember Tim. You were a magic coat. Yes, it was Timmy, Timmy the, the coat. coat. Yeah. And Dave would go, "Hey, what's in Timmy's pocket today?" And we'd go see what was in one, Timmy's pocket. One time there was a. A dollar bill that went through the washing. It was all crumpled up. Oh, yes. It was really well worn. <laughs> and a broken pen. Oh, yeah. The ink spilled all over you. And I thought it was one of those bills from when you steal the money from the bank and the ink gets on yes. it. Yes. And it was a whole big deal. It was pretty funny. The kids really liked it. Kids really understand that bank robbery die pack humor. Yeah. In the end, that was, I think, what was the problem with the show. We really didn't understand what kids wanted to see. But we understood what we wanted to see if we were kids. There'd be a, to be doing improv on a, on a show like that was pretty wild because we have the kids would send in those postcards with pe- people, places, things, suggestions, and we'd put them in the big hopper. Jim would come out as that clown he would do and whip the hopper around in a big circle. Nanny, nanny, boo-boo. Pull it out and nanny, nanny, boo-boo. That's right. We would suddenly uh, just be doing an improv, which then would get animated later on top of it. So, you know whatever we said would actually happen. And I thought the cartoon was pretty good because we, the Hanna-Barbera decided they'd do it. They wanted to kind of copy Scooby-Doo a little bit and we were solving mysteries. The four of us with the duck animated. I mean, I can see it. You're like, hey man, these guys have got some pretty good amateur detective skills. And you know, it all made sense. I can see you as a sleuth is how they said it. Yeah. (laughs) I could see you as a sleuth. (laughs) A sleuth for youth. I remember we had a, we had a kind of popularity with a little cartoon called Troopy the Troop Supporting Dog. And that kind of took off for about seven and a half minutes, maybe, or 10 minutes. It seemed Troopy. to be pretty popular. Troopy was just a little, it was the cutest little pit bull I've ever seen. Yes, he would be very annoyed if people, you know, didn't show up for Memorial Day parades or if they didn't have the flag in their window and that kind of thing. The um, best part of his cartoons is when they sicked him on people. That was yeah. the best. He, was he would the, tear he would tear flag decals off of like hippies' asses. It was amazing. Oh man, that was great. Jerry, Jerry Jeff Walker. And they'd always go, whoa, troopy. This is before there was triumph. And we picked uh, contestants for the games. Uh, we just had them fight it. Oh yeah, like a Thunderdome kind of. Fight club. Yeah. yeah, those eight-year-olds. You know, we try to get the age right. You know, no 10-year-old against a seven-year-old. But, you know, if they're within a year, go for it. And they would, too, man. They really would. They would just go for it. There was no snope holding the back when the bell rang. Yeah, and I remember Tim would run over to the side on the on the keyboard and go and play that da 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 fighting music from Star Trek. And kids started bringing stuff in their pockets because they knew there was going to be a fight. Yeah. It'd be like a shiv. They have a shiv. Yeah, like keys and a roll of dimes. The loser of the fight. 
The loser of the fight would get a year's supply of mercuricum. Oh, yeah. Can I say something? And I, God, there is nothing, and I mean this, nothing like an eight and nine-year-old fight. Nothing. Oh, man. No, they get they go at it. They will go at it. It's the, it's they the, the make- comedy fight clubhouse. <laughs> the comedy fight clubhouse. You never want to, I tell you, once they got going, you never wanted to try to break them up because you never want to feel the pain of two eight-year-old kids <laughs> letting loose on you. Trust me, this was not a good thing. I was off the show for a couple of weeks. Do you remember that? It was bad. It was really bad because I'm tall and they're only this big. And when you get two of them throwing punches right about where you don't want them to land, it, it's pretty, it's pretty devastating. I just remember shouting, go for the ribs, go for the ribs, go for the ribs. Go for the ribs. Well, the prizes, sure. the prizes were kind of cheap. I mean, I think for three weeks, we gave away a Beverly Hillbilly lunchbox because we had a lot of them. Ooh. Hey, those are collectible. They're collectible. Yeah, those would be worth a lot That's these right. days. Except ours are made in some other country, and so they it was misspelled. They seem to be just pieces of scrap metal. Scrap metal with Beverly Hillbillies on it. Granny looked like some sort of transvestite. It kind of had an odd like license plate look. <laughs> I think that's what was weird about them. And I thought, well, are the prisoners making these? Or is it like people in penitentiaries making our lunchboxes for us? When they're that cheap, I don't ask questions. Well, Nanny Nanny Boo Boo would hand out those pixie sticks and sugar and stuff to the kids before the show to get them all cranked up. And man, it, it, it paid worked. off. No, it paid off. <laughs> it really that was good, good television. Well, I used to shoot them on one of those air guns. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, kid. Hey, you the fat kid in the 10th row. <laughs> Catch this. Open your mouth up. <laughs> you know, the rules, the rules around kids and television were a little more. It lax. was a different period. It's a different Everybody time. I mean, time. That's yeah. right. Different you, can, time. you couldn't do that. No. It was like cable before cable. It was like ethics before morality. It was UHF. <laughs> I remember being sent out to public appearances uh, as Timmy the Coat. And I literally was on a rack for like hours, just hanging there. <laughs> that was the, that was so funny. No, that was the charity event though, and we were giving coats okay. out to people, and we just gave you away. That we didn't mean to. We were like getting in the car coming home. And we're like, wait, you look the same as the promotional coats. You look yeah, exactly that's the same. True, because I did disappear for like three weeks with a family and Robin. Yeah, but I really got a nice pea coat out of it. You were gone, but I had a nice nice little overcoat instead. Yeah, I'm, there's a trade off. Um, I remember after about three weeks, they forced us to put those few minutes of learning in. Yeah. Get some sort of learning thing going on. Educational television. So then they got pissed off. We taught them how to pick locks. And it was in case they got locked out of their house or something after they get home from school. You don't write. They didn't want them to just be sitting out in the yard waiting. Exactly. Because they might have to go to the bathroom or something like that. Yeah, or it's hot out or something. Yeah. We teach them how to pick locks and suddenly there's more mail than our show ever got. Yeah, that was a good, that was good publicity. You remember we had um, that character, it might have been Jim that played him, Lee Lockpicker. And boy, kids liked him. He was very gentleman, very tasteful. We had the bowler hat. Yeah, the, the bowler hat and a monocle. When Jim had all that hardware, I don't know where he got all those skeleton key type things and that little thing that you could slip in the door and just pop things right open. It was amazing. And Jim just sort of pop, okay, got this stuff out of nowhere. We would do educational things like take your medication, kids, and... um how to hotwire a car, you know, maybe dad, maybe mom or dad loses their key. They, maybe they're having a heart attack or something. And, you know, yeah. yeah. Speaking of educational things, you know, we had wonderful booklets that we gave away free to the local schools. Uh, Like um, that dead tooth isn't doing you any good. Great. It was a very, (laughs) it was a very short book, but still very educational. There was that one Johnny is a loser. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, yep, that's a good. I mean, kids need to know who the losers are in their yeah, school or whatever. Identify them. And that's right. And if it's them, they really need to know it. If they have oh, self awareness, that's self awareness. Figure that out early because you. That's exact self awareness. Yeah. That's exactly right. You might be a loser. You, yeah, and there'd be like that checklist at the back. You know, trust us. We know. <laughs> Do you one eat your boogers? And remember, um, life's a kick in the testicles. And that was just a health diagram book about kids and the boys were able to like learn from that. Yeah, that was just for the boys, though. A lot of kids started wearing cups to school after that, and I thought we did a good job. Because we did product placement. Yeah, we had the Duck Logic cup. Right there. The yeah, cup. And, the, and the weird thing looks was... Like, it looked like the beak. It did. It looked like a duck <laughs> beak. That was the best part about it, because you wore them on the outside of your pants. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he wanted everybody to know you had it because you wanted you were proud that you had taken this information in and were acting. And there weren't any instructions to tell you how to actually no. put them on under your pants, so you just wore them like a cod. And piece. instead of bike supporters, there were beak supporters. You know what I mean? Money, people. Exactly. Money. Always the money speaks louder. You know what I'm talking about? Every time we try to do a learning segment, it blows up in our faces. Exactly. Like exactly. You know, it's just like I don't. It was very hard to please. Oh, the suits. The corporation. We even had a cartoon for the suits, Suit City or something like that. Guys would come in and say, you can't have that sign on this street. And, then and the weird thing was it was so thinly veiled, yet the suits didn't think that we were making fun of them. Did not notice. Hey, you guys included the suits. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, and we're like, oh, yeah, sure we did. <laughs> that was their favorite segment. That was the one that tested yeah. the best. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, the suits wanted to be in a Western. The suits wanted to be in Suits of Laredo. Yeah. Uh, Walter, I will never forget your segment. Walter dropped something and you had to figure out what did Walter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause they'd shoot me, you know, just my headshot. And then I would, I'd be going, Hey there, Dave, what are we doing? And I, you would hear the sound effects like, doink, 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 doink. <laughs> and then everybody had to write in. One time you dropped a dangling participle, but one kid was smart enough to pick it up. Oh, there, I was constantly dropping, you know, yeah, B-level celebrity names yes. that I knew. Yeah, names are easy to drop. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think the kids got that. They got that point right away, you know. They came back to the show, I think, with almost clarity of somebody, you know, meeting the Dalai Lama. That's when I started pushing a lot of sitar songs for kids to listen to. Oh, yeah, we had that. I remember when you were sitar Sammy and you... Uh, sitar you Sammy. Went, <laughs> Yeah. That, Close, but no sitar. Oh, sitar Sammy's got the blues. I yeah. remember that. Yes, the blues sitar player. Sitar Sammy's got the blues. It's kind of the Delhi blues. <laughs> as, as opposed to the Bombay blues. <laughs> the Dharmic karmic blues. In the corner of the studio, he made like a little jazz set for you, but you were like sitting on the floor playing. He had that Indian rug. It was a little yeah, but, rug he was sitting on. Everybody thought it was a sitar. Can I tell you something? The, in reality, it was not an, a really out-of-tune guitar. Hmm, really? Oh, I thought it was just a gourd with some strings on it. It was a gourd. Tell the it was a gourd. It was a Canadian <laughs> guy that I worked with years ago, and we would just put strings on him and play him. And or gourd. Yeah, gourd. Uh -huh. Gordy. Gordy. Gordy the Gordy. gourd maker. Gordy yeah. the gourd. Yeah, yeah. I've never said this in all these years, guys, but Tim, when you did the Sammy the Sitar segment, I, that's when I, I had to go out into the alley and have a smoke. And I don't even smoke. You know, I just went out to smoke. I was going to say, but you definitely need <laughs> I don't smoke. It's just, yeah, I you just, almost turned him into a smoker. Yeah. I just couldn't, I couldn't hack the, the sitar. I mean, it's just a thing. 
we had a nice deal going with Mattel where they were going to produce little Sammy sitars with like a little caricature of your face oh, on the and sitar. The, and the crank on the side, instead of going like, it would go. Yeah. That was annoying as hell. I thought that was going to make us finally some dough is going to roll in from all this. And no. I got to say, though, the Sammy sitar was a little bit better than when you did that that bagpipe guy benny bagpipe i thought it was benny no? benny the bagpiper okay. yeah was not meditative at all i think we all went out for a smoke then at that oh yeah, yeah it was just him and the camera yeah, there was not enough room in the alley for everybody that was out there smoking um, i would have liked to hear a duet between the sitar and the bagpipe oh i don't think like I a cross-cultural thing i don't yeah, know that, <laughs> i'm not sure if might have just driven everybody that, out of the building throw in a banjo and you got yourself a, a band you got yourself the police of <laughs> a band. you know yes don't play so close to me, please. I'm asking you again, politely. I'm asking you politely. Don't play so close to me. <laughs> Which isn't really polite. Now that I look back at it, I'm like going, really? That's kind of aggressive. And then, then there was, what if you got an IEP? Which was a wonderful after school little special thing that we would run every day and it would be you know, start da 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 your child is different. Your child is special. And now they're gonna go to a class that's right behind the place where the art teacher throws clay. <laughs> I love that song, Tim. Tim. Yeah, I do too. Oh, I don't God. know, man. It really oh, brings back Tim, memories. Stop it. Oh man, you just touched it. You touched so it. So special. It's so teary. It's so teary. It is. It is. I know. I know. Your child is going to do math with different things. Maybe an abacus, maybe his fingers. Who knows? He's special. Treat him that way. Do booby do booby. If, if you were here, I would throw my underwear. I at promised you. I wouldn't do this. Again. <laughs> promised. Okay, so I I'll promised talk. I wouldn't cry. I promised. Then I remembered okay. that crying kids can be manipulative. Let's try it out. Works every time, yeah. kids. There, there were not many touching moments on the show, but that was like Tim's little corner. Well, that was t- the, Tim took uh, that show to uh, the audience responded to that. You did a whole uh, grade school tour with that. I remember that one summer. Yep, it got to the second grade school, and then for some reason, very short tour. Yeah, but kids, the, the snotty kids would always be yelling out for the Timmy the coat. You were labeled with that coat character for quite a while. I'm sorry, it's kind of like Jethro Bodine of coats. Oh God, no kidding! It was hard to shake yeah. that. Hey, there's the coat. Get him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, I mean, they're reaching in your pockets. If they don't t- find anything to steal, they're leaving something you wish you hadn't put there, you know? Something sticky. Something gooey. I don't know. It's kind of like a, a touching memory where Jim sang like a Steve Lawrence song to the kids. Yeah, he did. He's, <laughs> really, he's a crooner. We haven't seen that yeah. side of him very, very often. Very few people know that about Jim. Yeah. We didn't. We never highlighted as much as we should have over the years. Yeah, his croon, croonability. I think it was a beautiful ballad that he sang. It was in a set that we're like, eh, and what are we going to use this set for? He came in there and he sang, "My love is being held back." A great, it really was wow. beautiful. It was a, it was a, and, yeah. and the kids yeah. could identify. It'll with be it. apart forever. Yeah. It was a great song. Kids love Anwi. I think I, I sang "Training Wheels Off." Oh man, 
You got a lot of fans yep. with that one. Yes. That was that. That was that. Training yeah. wheels off. Yeah, it's like a big bouncy kind of. Yeah, like like a Frank Sinatra. I'm feeling free on the road. Training wheels off. I can carry my own load. And sometimes the kids would be pumped up to say sometime during a show, Jim needs a scotch. Then they go over to the corner where the, next to the sitar set was a bar. We had a wet bar. That was great. That was the best part about the show. It's like a Dean Martin thing. He'd sit there and drink a scotch and the kids would all gather you around know, him. I used to get my dad's so my ham's beer out of the cooler and stuff. I just Hi. remember the theme song was got me excited. It's like Duck Logic Comedy Clubhouse. Duck Logic Comedy Clubhouse. Comedy Clubhouse. Logic Comedy Clubhouse. Comedy Clubhouse. It just went on like that like three or four yeah. times and stopped. Yeah. It was the horn yeah. section that made it work. Fast, because we wanted to have more show. Less, less, that's when the, it was really classic to do the small, small opening theme song, real short. Yeah. And then, uh, and then it would end with, along. that was the clubhouse, that was the clubhouse, followed by usually a sitar or bagpipe solo to take yeah, us out. Yeah, well, of course. It, it was our signature after a while. Well, guys, it's really a shame that the clubhouse, I mean, it was a great show. It really was. The Duck Logic Comedy Clubhouse. We tried so many new things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, no, it, was a, it was a blast. I had a lot of fun. And, it, you know, thing. I mean, uh, we didn't do a lot of shows, but. And we never did one cream pie till the very last episode. That was the thing. We're not going to do cream pies. Yeah, for and then the it's suits came a, down on us. Gonna, and it was the last episode. We knew we were getting going to not be on the air anymore. So everybody got a cream pie. The cameraman, the kids in the audience, every one of us. It was great. Wow. And you dropped that F-bomb and you're off the air. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like the fact that, you know, we get together and we we share these memories and they really are the warm, welcome memories. That it I takes have. me back, man. It really does. It, it makes it, me, it, it gives it, me that certain feeling. I mean, this might not be exactly the way it happened. I mean, I, I'm sure there's some details that we kind of, I don't know, expounded on maybe a little bit or remember, maybe Seems we remember. pretty close to me. Remember it? Yeah. yeah you think it was? Yeah. yeah? I think it was pretty close. Yeah. Most of those things, I think, happened that way. I don't know. So I remember. Even if these aren't the real, the actual, what exactly happened word for word, I, it's good to remember them this way. And, and I hope people enjoy uh, hearing it this way as much as we enjoyed remembering it, because that's, for us, how it's going. And honestly, I hope you guys have the same, out there, I have the same memories of the, our clubhouse, comedy clubhouse as we do, because I'm sure you, a lot of people out there saw it, I'm sure, because it, it was a mainstay. Well, they had to. For that year. Yeah, yeah, they had to. Thank you.